0: Hey everybody, welcome to Real Brave Live. My name is Dan, that's Kevin. Hello. And uh, we are here today talking about the most influential black artists of this past century and today. And uh, Real Brave, if you didn't know this, uh, know this already, is is a music studio. But we're online in PracticePad. PracticePad is a one-to-one video lesson room where you can meet with your instructor and learn music. We created it. It's really awesome and you need to check it out. You can also check us out on the Practice Portal right here on uh, the Facebook. And uh, Facebook. If, if you're not already like a huge fan of us, please stay here, listen to this wonderful conversation. This is Two Musicians in a Room. It's something we do every week, 1 p.m. talking about music. Today we're talking about the most influential, well, 115. influential, uh, black artists of our lifetime. Kevin, how are you today? I'm
1: good, and welcome viewer to Real Brave Live. Very, very,
0: very nice. Yep. So uh, you made this list, we talked about this list, right. we compiled the list, sure. we didn't take a list from anywhere else.
1: No, yeah, so we've been doing a lot of that lately, and um, I, I, I I, have a hard, uh, hard time relating to lists that other people Create because uh, just I don't um, they're not not always aligned with my interests and uh, uh, tastes and stuff like that. But this month being Black History Month, um, I I thought of a a long list of uh, musical influences that I have of of black musicians. Um, It was really hard to whittle down to five. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I I I, uh, these these are the five that I think maybe most strongly influenced my playing and my tastes and and everything else. It gives a new definition to the word listless. Yes, listless.
0: Not list lists.
1: Oh, not list lists. Yeah, list lists. That would be the opposite.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a du- It's a- <laughs>
1: okay. A board, so
0: without lists, we, we've, we've come up with a bunch of people
1: and I'd like you to intru- introduce the, the first uh, artist. So number five on my list is um, uh, an artist uh, who I've discovered recently, um, maybe like two years ago. Um, uh, I didn't discover, but came into my uh, purview uh, as early as like two years ago. His name is Antoine Stanley. Now, um, Antoine Stanley is a vocalist. That is his main thing, and he's an incredible vocalist, and he sings with the band often, Volpeck. Uh, um, have you heard of v- Wolfpeck? I know you're a huge fan, and, you, know and thank you fans. for introducing me to them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> New it's, definition of funk. Yeah, for real. It's funk in the 21st century. Um, I saw them at Madison Square Garden. Antoine was with them. Um, he is the kind of singer who I'll be listening in my car to the band and then an Antoine Stanley track will come on and like with making sure all my windows are rolled up and that there's nobody around to see me, I will belt along with Antoine. So he's like the type of uh, musician that inspires me to try to be a better musician, specifically uh, a better singer. Um, have I reached that aspiration? Not, Not yet. But I'm working on it, and um, you know, as long as uh, Antoine Stanley continues to uh, produce music, you know, I have a source of inspiration. Really soulful, really like, like he's got like those melismatic runs where he's like he he plays his instrument like it, uh, he plays his voice like it's any other instrument. He's you know he's he's a virtuoso. Um, his inflection, uh, his his improvisatory techniques it's 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 really incredible if you haven't already please check out uh Antoine Stanley he's got like a whole solo career too but he uh plays with uh Wolfpack um and he sings on uh, some of their more iconic tracks 1612 is one of them um really really great stuff three on e is a, another more recent one off their uh recent uh album but yeah he's a, a great singer um, very entertaining. I'm.
0: Uh, oh, this is totally sticking out right here. Nobody told me that. What is that? This, just, just this my, my mic. Your microphone. My mic sticking out. Oh, so
1: is mine. Okay.
0: Well, you know, I wish I had a, a lot more to say. I all, all I could say is that the the history of of funk, mm. right, mm-hmm. getting to today, uh, probably has roots in what?
1: Uh, blues,
0: and which probably has roots in uh, Africa. Right. But do you <laughs> think? But uh... Prior to... Well, okay. Yeah, sure. Because like, there's like a, a jazz, blues uh, kind of parting of ways, right, yeah, at some if point?
1: You, if you look at music like a, like one of those evolutionary trees, the tree of life, you know, you can trace pretty much everything back to some common ancestors. Um, you know, funk uh, was came out of like an, amalgam- an amalgamation between rock, uh, blues, and like dance music from... I don't even, from like the 50s, like uh, R&B from the 50s, which is very different from R&B we have now, rhythm and blues, but um, you know, it was, uh, you can trace it all back to some some sort of common lineage. And in America, um, you know, those, we call America the melting pot because we have a very, very diverse uh, population, but our uh, music is, is just as diverse and just as rich culturally, based on you know how different genres melded together you know um guitar music from spain classical music from from other parts of europe uh and the 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 african tradition of a lot of like call and response um a lot of like work songs you know when they got over here and we had slavery for a hundred more than a hundred years in america um you know that that sort of African-American spiritual hymnal work song, field songs, you know, they made their way toward the blues and they combined in the blues with a lot of classical influences. Um, and jazz was born from that. Scott Joplin, um, who was actually Canadian, um, I think. He wrote Maple Leaf Rag. Yeah, which yeah the ra- was very, rag time. very, 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 uh, yeah, he's sure. the father of ragtime, which, you know, Eventually, uh, matriculated down the Mississippi River, River into, uh, you know, past Chicago, down into Missouri, New Orleans, and um, that's I think where jazz really took took foothold with Dixieland, um, and then it went back up the Mississippi, and you have Chicago jazz and bebop, and then cool jazz, and you know from there like proliferated into so many different branches. But, you know, you can trace it all back to some sort of common lineage, I think.
0: I decided to go live on... uh, Whoops, we're not live on there yet, are we? On the Gram? Gramming it? I wanted to Gram it, now I gotta come back to it. Okay. Uh, So, uh, I wanted to uh, maybe go to the next one. So we've got Antoine Stanley at number five. Sure.
1: And then what's what's number four? Uh, if I remember correctly, it was either it's one or two. Um, and again, it was really hard to narrow this list down. But I think for me, number four was James Brown. Is that right? Yeah, James Brown, uh, the Godfather of Funk. And you know, as long as we're talking about Antoine Stanley, you can't talk about Funk without talking about James Brown. And uh, I would say, I would probably say that Funk is maybe. I, I try not to pick favorites, but. It was probably one of my favorite genres of music. Um, just the 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 rhythm involved, the syncopation, the the bass lines, you know. And James Brown in particular, you know, he was notorious as being like a really, really hard working, the hardest working man in show business, right? And he worked his band. He had the hardest working band in show business too. Like, oh yeah, hours and hours long of rehearsal. And if you missed. Like the one, if you missed landing that on the one, or if you missed those syncopations, like- He, he gave just, it to you. He would just dig into you. Yeah. I remember I had write a paper on it, and it was like almost abusive the way he would treat like his horn players or his rhythm section, but the, the end result, I don't even know if you could justify it through this, but the end result was just like pure, unadulterated rhythm, grooves, funk, fun it was yep. just it's just fun it's just fun music to listen to so a lot of the music i listen today is i just i look for that fun quality like i can be sitting still listening to a james brown track or listening to a Wolfpack track or listening to you know the meters or whoever and just like they'll do something and i'll just smile I'll just, okay. <laughs> it'll it's just incredible. bring a smile on my face it's, it's incredible yeah.
0: so what what is i guess to ask the viewers here you know who are your favorite um, you know, black performers from the past 130 years, because we're going, it's getting that far back now. Mm. Who are your favorite uh, artists that have that have brought you to this place? Uh, I'd like to segue here um, to to another really influential artist for me, uh, and that's why I'm wearing this shirt today, because we actually made these shirts because of hip hop. This, I'm going to try to do this in a second. I'll try to turn around. But we used to make these shirts here at Real Brave that um, are just about each genre. So like this is specifically from like when I was in sixth grade and certain artists that I listened to, I loved Run DMC. Personally, when I first heard Run and, uh, you know, they're from Hollis, from, uh, I'm from Queens and I, and I first heard Raising Hell, I remember everybody in my grade was freaking out. Yeah, because it was the the most influential thing of that time. They they did stuff that a lot of people didn't do. Now Rick Rubin did produce and was a huge part of that, but I know the the, the guys in there uh, were were uh, ins, uh, instrumental ah. in uh, being able to you know push yeah push that music forward. So they combined some rock. Yep. They
1: combined the hip hop style of the day. Very famously collaborated with uh, Aerosmith. Yes. Um for uh, a rendition of Walk This Way. Yes. Um, which was influential for me because I was an Aerosmith fan uh, in my youth. And so when when you were getting into Run DMC, I was probably like three or four or so.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> but do, do, you, do you know, like, any of the, like, na- do you, can you name any of the tracks up from that album? Not really. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, all right, Walk This Way. Um, I, I, you know, I don't want to get into it because maybe some people will, like, It'll like push us apart here, but certainly the they they took a lot of the 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 rock of the day. They took the the funk from back back then. Mm -hmm. There was a famous, um, there's a couple of famous parts in that where they were like actually sampling things, you know. And it was it was hugely innovative and uh, definitely the highlight of my of my youth, I would say, as far as that. And I didn't really get back into hip hop until like the early two thousands. In fact, many of my friends are, are watching. This is not even live, but if, if any if any of my friends are, are, are watching, you probably make fun of me for even talking about hip hop because I didn't know. Sure. You no, know, we used to talk about like what's going to happen to it, what's the future of hip hop. Right. Uh, but Run DMC for me, it's just it's just the be all end all as far as you know my inspiration for um, what we're talking about. What comes in at uh, number three for you? For me, at number
1: three, it'll be BB, BB King, King of the Blues. Um, and you know, as, as far as you know, guitar player goes, guitar players go. Um, you know, th- there's many, many uh, black guitar players. But uh, you know, you can do Chuck Berry, Jimi Hendrix. You know, but BB King is, is. I wouldn't be able to talk about any of them, white or black, without talking about BB King and the blues, and the 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 vehicle that the guitar is in the genre not just the blues but jazz and rock and everything else um but he was just such a founder and he had what i like about bb king in particular is like his feel you know yes he was uh, very creative with his uh melodic lines he was very creative in uh his phrasing and everything but his feel like the way he played the notes you know his guitar Famously was named Lucille and it's like when he played the guitars like Lucille was literally speaking to you And you could understand what she was saying and and it was she had a lot to say and She would make you feel you know, It, it wasn't just about like passively Listening and enjoying the music it was about like engaging with with like all of your emotions, just all the different depths and complexities and and, and colors and tones and, and flavors of of the music and, BB uh, King, man, he's the king of the blues. I don't, I don't know what else to say about him other than, you know, if I had listed any other guitar player, like, you know, their one of their main influences would have been BB King. Mm-hmm. Van Halen is on is on uh, is 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 noted for having had BB King as one of his biggest influences. Wow. Yeah. Talking about melody on the guitar, Mm -hmm. just
0: a a few simple notes. I think we've talked about B.B. King before.
1: A few simple notes?
0: A few simple notes, just like over and over, and just, the guitar for him was about expression. He could take a simple phrase and just make it um, sing, you know?
1: Not as good as BB, but like yeah. that's the kind of influence that he had on on everybody. Um, I, I talk about in my lessons. I talk about the BB King box, yep. which uh, just little bonus uh, educational material for all you guitarists out there. Um, if we've got the pentatonic scale, which we we love the pentatonic scale. We as love the pentatonic. I go to
0: bed dreaming about the pentatonic scale. I don't know about you guys, but
1: that, that's what I do. Just mm-hmm. rewind a little bit. Pentatonic, Greek rooted word meaning Five, five people. Five notes. Five what? notes. Sorry. Yes. Five, five notes. Um, can be, be, confused. Yes, can be played in one position, but BB King really sort of taking it out of that position, and he spent a lot of time up in that area relative to the rest of the scale. That's why it's commonly referred to as the BB King box, because it's like a box shape on the neck. Um, but yeah, when you look at any transcription of any guitar player, you'll see shades of BB. Shades of BB. Shades of BB.
0: Yeah. Uh, cool. We've got in a, another amazing artist here that we're uh, bringing up, and uh, would that be Charles Mingus? Mingus.
1: It's Charles Mingus. Um, yeah. Uh, for l- for a long time, one of my favorite just musicians, period. Mm-hmm. Um, bass player, jazz bass player. Um, such a command of the instrument it didn't matter if he was playing in a small like trio or quartet or if he had a big band which he, he played in, in both um, environments like he had just such a strong command of, of time of tonality of he like you know especially with funk and jazz like you'll hear a lot that the the bass player like rock rock guitar and rock bands like people like kind of eschew the bass player as like, oh yeah, what do you call a, a musician, that, uh, what do you call somebody who hangs out with a bunch of musicians and you say a bass player or something like that. Bass players, I'm sorry. Um, but for jazz and, 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 um, and funk, like the bass player is the band. You know, the word bass means foundation and everything that Charles Mingus did was foundational in, in terms of... Uh, not instrumental. Not instrumental. But instrumental. Instrumental and in being foundational? And being foundationally okay. instrumental too. I, lo- I just love words. Everything, yeah. Puns are great. I love them.
0: Puns are great. Oh, that's, in, that, in that, that segment, puns are great. Thank yeah. you. Let's um, take that out with puns are great again.
1: Uh, puns are, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite uh, Charles Mingus tracks is um, Haitian Flight song. It starts with a bass line. but you'll notice that it's, bl- it's blues. It's like based out of the blues, you know? So when we talk about jazz, we, we're talking about blues and we're talking about the, the black music tradition in America. And um, there's so many, there's so many great, like uh, if you ever listened to The Clown, where it's just like a narrative about this, uh, about a clown is written by Charles Mingus. And uh, aside from being an an, an immense player, he was a a composer, you know, he composed like these jazz suites, these these, like uh, new Tijuana moods, one of my favorite pieces. Um, uh, 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 The Wednesday night prayer service is a great one. Uh, uh, cumbia jazz fusion is like a 20 minute long piece that just like it just takes you on a journey uh, musically and it's it's accessible too that's the other thing like jazz is not always the most accessible genre um you know it can be very esoteric and it can be very niche and and like it can be an acquired taste but like you know in terms of jazz charles Mingus was a rock star you know and it was just again just fun to listen to you you want to move and yep. and it's it's great uh, I for some reason started thinking about the
0: rock and roll horror of fame and the hurl of rock. yeah the rock and real roll of aim right them. and uh, where would that institution be did you see that it wouldn't be it wouldn't be without anybody and I have a whole other list of people that we can probably get to oh, if yeah. you're watching please comment uh, I see uh, something happening over there. No, nope. please, please comment on um, who you think is the most influential uh, black artist of all time. Because personally for me, there, there is no music today without anybody yeah. that we would bring to the stage. Yeah. Not literally bring to the stage because they couldn't make it today. Let's right. put it that way. Right. They called they're like, we can't make it now.
1: Right. Um, Antoine Stanley, if you're watching, Please return my emails. I've been. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come on, man. Yeah. And Jimi Hendrix, stop,
0: just ghosting me. Yeah. All right. Uh, (laughs) I don't. I don't know
1: what happened just there. But speaking of jazz, and speaking of the accessibility of jazz, um, number one on my list here is Miles Davis. And see, you know, Miles Davis was like I was kind of on the nose, right? Everybody lists Miles Davis as their number one, but like for me, you know, growing up and and trying to explore outside of like, and I remember being like early middle school, like really loving the hard rock, like the Led Zeppelin, the Ozzy Osbourne and stuff. But like, you know, I was I was joining like middle school uh, stage band and jazz band at the time. And the album for me that got me into, that opened like an entire realm uh, was kind of blue. And it's from the Miles Davis Amazing. Quintet. And it's, it's like the entry point for if you like rock and if you like the blues, It's the entry point for jazz. And, you know, there's so much, like, books have been written about Miles Davis and his influence and the the way, you know, he played and stuff like that. But for me, it was sitting down and and listening to a Miles Davis solo. And again, jazz, you think, like, oh, really fast, but like Charlie Parker stuff.
0: If you haven't heard it, it's incredible. Which
1: which I don't want to take away from, like, Charlie Parker or any bebop players or anything like that. But Miles Davis his solos in you know uh in so what or in blues by five or or any miles davis piece uh sketches of span. such a good album too bitches brew a brew. the the fusion of of it's like it uh rock split from blues uh and they went their own separate ways but then in the uh, early 70s they came back with bitches brew with with jazz meeting the uh, miles listed jimmy Jimi Hendrix as one of his influences, because what? he really liked that electric sound, and that's where Bitches Brew came from. Um, but for me, the 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 thing that stood out for me about Miles and his playing was his phrasing. The way he would speak out, improvised melodies, and, and it's like... And you hear, you hear this a lot if you, if you look at jazz and you, you follow any, anything in, the, in that conversation is like, it wasn't about the notes that Miles Davis played, it was about the notes that he didn't play. And there's that's so 100% true because, you know, while other people in the jazz world were just like playing as fast as they could and trying to be, it was like a contest to be the killinist. Um, Miles was just like putting these, like he was like, a, a Miles Davis solo could be like, bad up, and then you're just waiting. Yeah. Buta, up, you know. And it was just so tasteful and different from from anything else. And he, you know, um, when I when I'm improvising or I'm jamming, you know, in a setting, I try to keep that too. Because like, oh, you know, you go to jams or you listen to a band or or, or anything like that. Or the worst is if you go to a, like a bar and there's like a blues like uh, an open jam, for and it's like a blues thing, you see guitarists after guitarist after guitarists, and guitarists are particularly guilty of this. I'm looking at you, guitar player out there, of just like getting on stage and trying to just play as many notes as they can. You yeah. know, just, like squeezing those notes in there. They're yeah, blowing up
0: over there. Oh, Maria, man. Maria Kamen is giving us a lot
1: of feedback. That's great. Mm-hmm. She's telling us Cab Calloway, Louis Armstrong, Jelly Roll Morton, Gene Green, Leo Watson, all valid. Who? Who's on there? Uh, Marina. Marina. You remember Marina from Manhattan.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 Thanks for watching, Marina. Yeah, that's nice of you. How are you? Um, uh, there's, there's... You know, the thing with, with Kind of Blue, mm. which I, I just had to look this up really quick so I can make, I make sure
1: I got this right. Mm. Uh, do you remember the, the artists that were featured on there? Um, you had... On Kind of Blue, you had Herbie Hancock. John Coltrane. John Coltrane. Bill Evans was it? Herbie Hancock? Or it was McCoy Tyner. You got uh, Bill, Bill, Evans. Bill
0: Evans. Bill Evans. Bill, Bill we, Evans. Do we want? We're not going to talk about Bill Evans. No. Paul Chambers, yep. Jimmy Cobb, yep. um, and uh, Winton Kelly, which I've actually Wynton never heard. Kelly. Um, um, but I, I wanted to try to. There was a story about this about how they recorded it, and I don't want to ruin it. Uh, but it's it's the way that the what what they went through to record that album, mm. you know, not went through, but what they did and how they went about it. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's, just, it's just incredible. Um, but I, I just definitely don't want to ruin that. It's a cool thing about the jazz idiom. Get that it right,
0: gotta get it right folks.
1: <laughs> it's a cool thing that you can have like an artist or an album and so many different um, Performers can play on that album and it's still like one piece You don't yeah. have that sort of like tribe mentality of like no, we're KISS. Well, they're not British. We're, we're KISS. <laughs> yeah. I'm Gene This is Ace yeah. and this we're is from who New we York. Are. <laughs> we're here. We just got a bagel We're gonna sit down. We're gonna play some music. That's what KISS sounded like. Yeah, yeah, pretty much um, But like, you didn't have that tribe mentality in jazz. It was a very communal and it still is a very communal um, Explorative inclusive uh, 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 environment where you know if you got something to say come up and say it. Yeah. You know? Even if what you're saying is nothing because that's what Miles did a lot. Just just leaving those spaces for for the the band to breathe.
0: So speaking of space and cutting Kevin off, uh, there's so many people that are that deserve to be on any list and you know, I don't think we're giving up on lists, but I think just just those five people alone stand in the top 10 and the top 10 is is Tied. There's millions, there's, there's, there's you know, hundreds of people that are probably tied, or maybe dozens. Mm. But here's a, here's a bunch more that are left off that list. Louis Armstrong, Aretha mm. Franklin, mm. Jimi Hendrix, oh, who yeah. I said. Marvin Gaye, Duke mm. Ellington, so Charles uh, Ray Charles,
1: Ella Fitzgerald. So many. One of my favorites. Um, I w- it was really hard for me not to put Billie Holiday on this list. Billie Holiday. Uh, she would take a melody and just transform it. Just, just uh, we were just classic. listen. Melissa and, and I would just listen. Uh,
0: constantly, Prince, Stevie Wonder, God. Michael Jackson. Stevie Wonder
1: almost was on this
0: list. Um, yeah, Billy is on here. Chuck Berry, Little mm-hmm. Richard, who just passed away recently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Martin Luther King. I don't know why he's on there, but <laughs> Scott Joplin. Can you make an album. <laughs> make an album? <laughs> of course, his famous album, um, which has no name. Turned out
1: on? it was a it was a polka
0: album. I it think. was a polka album, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes uh Strange. Scott Joplin he named Lauren Hill we talked about last week mm-hmm. uh John Coltrane we we mentioned mm-hmm. uh Nina Simone yeah. Yeah. Nina Simone just sultry Nat King Cole um you know Tina Turner of the 80s I mean you just can't you can't deny it right yeah. or the sixties, 70s and 80s excuse me right Talk about Whitney Houston too or right? But yeah Houston, I mean Whitney of course yeah you can't you can't then like you just fast forward and then you have all of the current day artists um alicia keys jay-z you know biggie we talked about last week Mm -hmm. uh it's just so 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 many people i'm i'm personally invested in every single one of them uh currently like the current 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 currents yeah in the current of the currents right i don't know right i'm just not there it's a it's a different thing I listen to the music and I'm like oh I don't know what that is and I just kind of get scared right you know because uh, it's so it's just so different if you go deeper though if you're in Spotify and you're just kind of like digging through and you're finding kind of like some artists I've found some amazing stuff mm. uh, so I'm trying not to sound like a dad here <laughs> So the current currents, like yeah, I'm way, I'm I'm in I'm in I'm in the water. I'm just kind of like, you know, I, there I think there's
1: no more dad sounding thing than trying to prove that you're n-
0: I'm not, <laughs> you're not no,
1: a dad. <laughs> I've got a British accent on, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. You <laughs> we're sure. just swimming,
0: we're paddling, we're doggy paddling right, right. in the current. Yes. And uh, I've tried to find today's today's current currents and I haven't been there yet.
1: But all of these yeah. Sure. Uh, Charles Jones, really great current R and B artist. Um, incredible piano player and singer, yeah.
0: I just, I'm looking to the past. I'm, I've been there for a little bit for all of this, uh, but a lot, there's a ton of stuff there. Like I listen to it, I'm like, that's awesome. I yeah. just, I'm like, I'm just not there. Like kind of, you know, taking it in and just uh, putting it on my Spotify list. What uh, what current like hip hop stuff have you tried listening to? Anything in particular?
1: I'm curious. Mm, Me, like, Hurt or, or Kevin? I like Fetty Wop.
0: Both of you. Turns, you like Fetty Wop? Turns
1: out, yeah. I kind of like trap trap beats, they're growing on me. I
0: actually really grew on trap music in the past year, and uh, experimental hip hop too. Mm-hmm. My One of my top picks, I would say MF Doom, 100%, I don't know. Rapper. he's a rapper, he just is. passed away, okay. but he's um, more underground, low key, but really experimental. His album Mad Villainy with Madlib is one of the most influential hip hop albums, it's, it's great.
1: Who had the album uh, Acid Rap? Um,
0: Tim the Destroyer. Tim the the Destroyer. Tim the Destroyer is back. Third album, uh, straight out of the rock and roll horror of fame. That went triple platinum. It went triple, who cares? (laughs) Uh, The rock and roll, no, the Grammys are coming up. That's a thing we're gonna have to discuss soon. The Grammys? The grandmas. Again? Yeah, right, yes. Chance the Rapper.
1: So soon, Chance Chance the the Rapper. rapper. Of course. That's right.
0: I love love Chance, you you can't
1: deny it. yeah, I th- th- I've I've proved that album. It's, it's good. Um
0: You know no problem by chance, like No. Uh, it's
1: a really iconic song. You yeah, no problem. But we are talking about like influences and I think current music needs uh, like just current music of like any ethnicity just needs time to simmer yep. before it can really take hold in the in the uh cultural uh yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's TikTok music right now. Yeah, it's, it's right. what
0: it is. Uh, Let me tell you, I have, speaking of TikTok, uh, are you looking at yourself? Uh, Um, I have spent a lot of time on the Clubhouse. If you're not on Clubhouse, go check it out. It is mind-blowing. It is a live kind of drop-in audio chat where you just chat with people all over the world. And I've gotten to see, uh, check out a lot of people's TikToks on this and Instagram Mm -hmm. and stuff. And, you know, it's influenced kind of what we're doing here at Real Brave, by the way. We are a music instruction facility. We've got Practice Pad. Please check it out. Yep. PracticePad.com, live music instruction. But I digress. Mm. TikTok music, right? It's just like this in-your-face. It's it's almost like worse. No, not worse. It's not, that's not the right word. But, like, getting to the point quickly
1: yeah. in well, this yeah. world right, is right. so
0: important. It's like anybody on in these clubhouse rooms are always talking about Instagram and how you, in your first five seconds, your reel has to be bum, bum, bum. And I was even saying t- to everybody here, the whole staff that's on this amazing, incredible production that we have, the dozens of people, mm. uh, hey, you know, the first five seconds, we can't be just like, just mm. sitting here and, you know, talking.
1: Which I think we did for like the first 10 or 20 episodes. There's just like a lot of dead air. There's right a lot the of beginning. dead air. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, p- anyway, my point is, is that, it's, what's not connecting to me is that there is this move to the, the Reels, Instagram, TikTok universe where everybody's just kind of like dancing along and doing the thing in the first five seconds they've got that thing and that hook. Uh, I've gone back to personally my roots where it's like all this that we've talked about, listening to the incredible deep meaning behind all this. There, the, the meaning to me is not there. We've talked about this before. Lyrically, you're not there. Yeah. Musically, you are. Yeah. Lyrically, I am. That's why, like, like um, you know, Bono and singing with uh, who was it? Oh, Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. You ever heard? You heard the song "One," right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's an amazing song, and Mary J. Blige. Mary J. went on stage, or I don't know if they recorded it live. They she sang it. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new meaning. Yeah. He sings it in his own. Irish soul way, you know, he's got his whole thing happening, but right. when she sings it, she brings it to a completely different level, mm-hmm. and every singer, if you're a singer out there, we all aspire to sing like people like Mary J. Blige, it just comes natural to them. Yeah. We're trying to bring that soul to it, but, you know, as a, a white male, we're, we, we, I can't. I, I, can, I can get close, but it's not totally a part of me. There's people that can do that, and it's, it's a genre they all brought as a singer. I just, I'm always in awe of the people like Mary J, um, any kind of singer that, that has brought that to the forefront of music. Mm-hmm. They deserve to be up top and in every conversation, whether it's at the rock and roll, hurler theme, or the Grammys or anything, it, they, need, they need to be at the table for, for all of that because without them, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right, exactly. You know, and uh, I might not even
1: be here and, at all. Uh, I would, I would never have danced at a Fish show. So much of their music, funk. Yeah. Just, that's where it comes from. Oh, and fun fact today. Fun fact uh, today in history. Do we have music for that. Uh, <laughs> here's a fun fact oh, okay. uh, today. This day in fishery, which is an Instagram account. Oh, I can't follow, wait. BB King sat in with the with the band Fish was um, okay. 2004. You're um, kidding. No.
0: Interesting. They're yeah. not just some jam band that Bruce Springsteen hates.
1: No. Uh, it, or I'm, no, Billy Joel. Billy
0: Joel. Billy Joel. I got the famously hates the bees wrong.
1: Right. Um, no, they're not. They, they, uh, they have clout and uh, musicianship. But as long as you we are talking about BB King, I meant to mention it earlier because I like to drop a fish reference every.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, you do pretty well
1: at it. Podcast. Every once in a while, you do pretty well. Yeah.
0: Speaking of podcasts. Did you guys Speaking see of podcasts. That, uh, Obama and Bruce Springsteen are yeah you yep, 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 think yep, uh, born um, in the USA. Barack Obama, who uh, Melissa and I like to call Barry Barry uh, you know him. very good friends yeah we we um, First name basis. yep you know, might as well be uh, uh, yeah he well he wanted to start his own production company mm-hmm. and, and you can when you're the leader of the free world, sure and have uh tremendous he might as well have an album for crying out loud yeah. I think he does. He might. It's. I mean,
1: uh, well, I am song audiobook, I think. What? It's got an audio book out there. It's his memoir. We're,
0: yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: So, I'd love to drop the story about the, the
0: the painting Hope, but I don't know if that has any relevance here. Um, Barry, if you're watching, we know you are. Yeah. Uh, we are connected in, in a strange way, actually. We, yeah. Uh, I'll tell that story some other time. We we're running out of time here because we've got a thing. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, are we gonna have
1: time for the segment from last week.
0: I don't know. We gotta do it in, in, in maybe a minute.
1: Maddie, are you ready? I'm
0: already up. She's all right, all re- she's
1: ready, ready. So, last week we were talking about the some list about the 10 best albums from the 90s. Do we have any comments about uh, what we we're doing before before we do this? This so we can address it. Just them.
0: from Marina, just saying uh, some more names Anita O'Day,
1: and it's Sarah Vaughan.
0: Sarah gone. Yep, okay. All right. Well, okay, let's let's move on and okay. let's uh, let's let's do the game.
1: Um, so this is a, uh, this is Name That Chip Tune. So if you know what a chip tune is, um, it is an, if, you, if you're familiar with uh, video games from 20 years ago, uh, they, were, they were famous for these MIDI files, 8-bit MIDI files, which um, uh, we can play here because they're, they're not copyright protected on YouTube. Sure. So it's Name That Tune uh, uh, according to our budget. Name That Chip Tune. That's what okay. the, they're colloquially known as. Uh, and these are all tunes from the 90s, and um, whoever uh, buzzes, do we have a buzzer, do you have a buzzer? Uh... Uh... Do you, you have a guitar? I have a guitar. Yeah,
0: I, have, I had sound effects. Do we have the, the actual tunes? Yes, yeah, I do. Oh, you do. Sure. For, crying, for crying out loud. All right. It's um, very exciting. I'm just going to say beep, 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 because... That's my thing. That's fine. Yeah. I'm going in all 50 seconds. I'm going to play a Miles
1: Davis lick for okay. every time. Uh,
0: right. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, let's try to get the, a game in two seconds. Here we go. Mm, okay. Two-second okay. game. We'll, we'll start with this one. Are we going to be able to hear this? Because we have uh, mm. lavalier mics on. Lava, lava mics. Lava mics? Hear what? Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear this?
1: Oh! Kevin. That that's everybody by the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Very good. Yeah.
0: Everybody. Oh my god. Do you have that when do you have that on your phone? It's on my laptop. On your laptop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to put it as loud as you can. I'm not sure if the mics are picking it up. Alright, uh, Kevin has one point. I have one. Uh, right. I'm just hold it maybe yeah. Build a speaker for that now. Go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hold Soldering iron in my office. <laughs> All right, I got
1: one. Let's get that rigatone beat. That's
0: the song. Yeah. <laughs> this is sounds like metal, though. It sounds, it sounds like nothing, but... Is this, uh... <laughs> oh, this is Metallica. Um, no, this is... Master of Puppets? It's not Master of Puppets. Uh, it's Judas Priest Painkiller. Oh, uh, uh, I'm the worst. Right. I'm the worst.
1: Killer. Negative one for Dan. Negative for answering two. Answering incorrectly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get
0: put into the uh, the dog pound, yes. as they say.
1: Oh, uh, uh, uh. Kevin? Jamiroquai? Yeah. yeah. There,
0: this guy, yeah. right? Yeah. He put the screen on me. That right. guy. From
1: Napoleon mm-hmm.
0: Dynamite, or Virtual Insanity. Right. The, the one hit wonder, Jamiroquai. Yeah. And that's how, all I remember from him. This is the, <laughs> okay. the thing. This one, I'll, I like, if you guys don't get this really
1: fast, I'm going to be disappointed. Oh. What is "Creep" yeah. by The Beatles?
0: I'm so bad at games.
1: Why am I so bad at games? Um,
0: answer that, Kevin. I, did, I
1: can't even answer it. I, did, I don't know how to say that without insulting you, when you're my boss. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's okay. Payday was the other day. So oh, that's right. Fine. So you have two more weeks to make it up to me. Great. <laughs>
0: okay, we have like another Do You want to do one more? Ah, uh, sure. Let's do one more tiebreaker. Lost. If I, if, no, yeah. If I, if I get this one, we, I win. Yeah. That's the way that the games work, right? Right, right, right.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Is that Smash Mouth? No, this is. Um, keep playing it.
0: This. Uh, beep, beep, beep.
1: Yeah.
0: It's um, uh, Smash Mouth, Rock star, spa- All Star, All Star, yeah. whatever. Really? I win.
1: Um, I hate that song. I could have sworn that was yeah. smells like Teen I hate Spirit. That song.
0: Somebody wanna? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Smash Mouth. Big fan of the show. Um, Smash Mouth, if you're watching. Sorry. And, and my, my one, uh, my one artist I brought here. This is what I wrote. Run, run. Just to that, run wasn't, that wasn't like a, a plan of retreat. <laughs> this, this is not. This so is wait, not a plan of retreat. this is, is my note to myself. Down. Barrage us with uh, with hate. We can just run. Yeah, uh, so listen, this is the... Uh, so th- that concludes today's uh, podcast. Uh, we had a, a, a blast today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for uh, commenting and doing all the things that you do. Please check out practice-pad.com. Uh, you can uh, email us. Or actually, you can just go to our Facebook page at Real Brave Inc. You're probably on it already, so if you're watching this, and just contact us. You know, go, go to one of the links there and, and uh, message us. Uh, practice Pad is a live one on one virtual lesson room that we've created. It is absolutely mind blowing and it really, really works. Uh, connect with us on Instagram at Real Brave um, TikTok, and all of the social. And make sure to check out the practice portal which is where you can get live lessons. Stay tuned. You're going to see a lot of that stuff, especially on our YouTube channel. We're just giving it all away because we want to be able to have this ready for you. Thank you to all the many thousands that follow us and who uh, are a part of our journey. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Maddie. This is Dan. We're signing out. We'll see you next week at 1 p.m.-ish. (laughs) Wednesday-ish. Thank you, everybody.